0: Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Imaginal Space podcast. My name is Katherine Perry, and if you're new, welcome. And if you have listened before, welcome back. I'm so happy to be sharing space with you. On the Imaginal Space podcast, every single episode, we look at an aura. And if you don't know necessarily what an aura is, or if you have any preconceived notions of what the aura is, I'm going to ask you to leave those at the door just because I have a completely different interpretation of auras and how we can leverage them and use them to build better relationships in terms of just allowing more love into our lives and giving more love into our lives. So, and into the lives of others, you know, it's all about welcoming love in, showing love to ourselves, and then showing love to everybody within our universal family. So if you're not entirely sure what it is that I'm talking about and you you haven't listened before, just stay with me for about the first 10 minutes or so and it will become much more clear then. Um but until then, every single episode, before every single episode, every single reading, I like to take a moment where we can just take a couple of deep breaths. So I'm just going to ask you to close your eyes. And during this time, you can just focus on, you know, whatever it is that so you're calling in, whatever it is that you would want to release, you know, what it is that you would basically what your intention is, you know, just imagine it as if it's just you're setting up a healing space for yourself. That's the best way that I can describe it and what it is that you want to focus on. And then the cool thing about the aura is that no matter what your intention is, the reading, since it comes from a channeled space, it'll amplify whatever that is and give you the love and the wisdom that you need, no matter what your intention is, but you just need to take the time to set it. So that's what we're going to do right now. And all right, so just close your eyes if you want to. I'm going to take a couple of deep breaths and then we'll get started. Okay. So the way that I read the aura is a combination of archetype cards. And there is a visual dimension um, of color that I like to bring into the interpretation as well. But I always just start with the cards. So the first, we have six, I believe I just mentioned that. Uh, The first card we're going to start with is the offering. And that card, usually in an aura reading, there's The card that I start with, that's the one that is somewhat the main focus of the narrative of the aura and all the other cards, you know, support that narrative or it's like the story that we're learning about. They all support each other, you know, different cards bring out different dimensions, different interpretations, different details of different cards. So there isn't one that's necessarily at the center of the reading but there might be one where the story just seems to come out a little bit more, but that'll make a little bit more sense. But basically the offering, it's one of those cards where it is kind of exactly what you think it is. So it's probably, the offering is probably coming through because I've been thinking a lot about, you know, what our individual offerings, you know, how to find those, what that entails and what's really, really important. And All of the cards seem to support this story, this exploration of finding our unique offering and really, really pushing ourselves outside of the box. So the box is one of the cards, actually, that is also in this aura. And the box is the card of consistently pushing beyond rules and norms, that's one of actually that is actually one of the cards um, in my practice that represents one of my spirit babies is constantly going outside of the box, pushing yourself outside of, you know, what, you know, that's a really heavy theme in this reading because we also have the threshold, which I will get to in just a little bit. Um, but with respect to the box, so. This This world that we live in, it has so many different rules, so many different labels, so many different boxes and categories that you can put yourself into. And that's what this card is asking you to break out of. And what's funny about this card, it's on the actual card. It looks like um, like one of those infinite squares. So it's squares within squares within squares. So in this context, it's boxes within boxes within boxes So every single time you break out of a new box, there's another one that encapsulates you. And so this card is the eternal challenge of breaking out of those boxes, you know, getting outside of your comfort zone, so to speak, getting outside of, you know, the norms and the rules and then finding yourself outside of that. It's also the card of constantly releasing labels You know, labels can be kind of tricky. I believe I talked about labels in a different aura reading and the box actually wasn't there. Um, But that reading was all about how, you know, we can use labels in an empowering way, in a way to spread more love. This one, however, is more about releasing them and like releasing them in such a way. Not that um, not that labels are a bad thing, but releasing the ones that really, really inhibit you you know and and that in combination with your offering is telling me that it's really really important to pay attention especially right now to not only release those boxes those labels that really really don't help you whatsoever and that are absolutely limiting you in giving your most unique offering possible. So for me like oh that's actually a good example. So let me give you a very tangible example. So for me I have always loved you know building my own healing practice finding my own ways of healing finding my own unique ways you know under the understanding that healing isn't necessarily linear or it doesn't have to look a certain way or feel a certain way um that was very empowering to me you know because i thought like before i really knew anything about anything you know within this mystic world i thought that there was only one way to heal or there were like a set number of ways, you know, um, in a more tangible sense, I was like, okay, like I have so many things to choose from. I can choose from like Reiki or, and by the way, there's nothing wrong with these things. They're just, you know, third dimensional, tangible examples. But I was like, I can choose from Reiki. I can choose from astrology. I've actually never done Reiki. So I don't know why that came through. Um, but yeah, I was like, I can choose from Reiki, astrology, numerology, um, tarot. Um, Like essential oils, like I can take a look at more ritualistic ways of healing, like and uh, but in that is all to say, I thought there was like a specific way and a specific like number and not too much wiggle room for just having fun and playing around. And that's what the box encourages you to do. Literally get outside of your box, get outside of, you know, whatever it is that you think is so set in stone And then play around and just like have more fun, you know, so that's how um, the spirit babies part of my practice came into play when I was this card actually came through when I was considering, you know, adding that, making that a part of like my podcasting, my writing, um, my website, all of that. This card came through, you know, so to say that it's going to require you to really shed and let go whatever you think like whatever set ideas you have about what you have to offer and what you have to bring you're going to have to let those go so this can come in you know and that was a little bit tough like the first i think uh well not really now i think if this were like years ago i would have been like no way because i was you know this uh this idea to look a little bit further and deeper into spirit babies that came to me years ago and i just i was not in the space where i was like comfortable breaking out of my box to welcome that in and now it's a little bit different it just requires you to you know whenever you're comfortable break out of your shell a little bit more and especially with this because there's just not much out there and then everything also in terms of auras etc that took a lot of breaking outside of boxes and realizing oh you know you like it's not just people that can like see that can perceive auras like i can see them not as strongly as other people but understanding that When different people see auras, they see different colors. They might see different shapes, scenes, vignettes. um, And it's all really, really cool or different apparitions. Basically, it's letting go of, you know, if you have something that you're interested in, like let's say you were interested in astrology, then the box in the offering would be to say, let go of whatever it is that you think astrology is, like break that down and then rebuild it from the ground up. And then see whatever it is that you can come up with and see how it is that you can get creative. So that's also the dead end, you know, the dead end. I like to think of it as the card of infinite portals. So what does that mean? So the dead end in conjunction with the offering and the box is to say that if you're considering, you know, what is my offering? What is it that I can give, you know, in terms within the realm of what I'm interested in? The dead end is to say there are like a million different ways that you can go with this and all of them will lead you back to love. But you can't necessarily just go in the same way that other people have gone before because that's boring, you know. So that's what's coming through with respect to these three cards is, you know, I think it's important to learn from people that have either kind of paved a path or have done their own investigation but at some point you will come to a dead end because you can only know what they know and wouldn't it be cool if you knew beyond what they knew and kind of started exploring you know what it is that you know about whatever it is that you have to offer so that's where the dead end comes into play with the offering in the box the sword comes into play really really well here too because the sword is all about using boundaries to kind of refine and not necessarily, it's interesting. Okay. It's a very interesting combination to have the sword in the box, right? Because the sword is the card of using boundaries in order to kind of define yourself. So it seems a little bit counterintuitive, you know, to have a card that says, you know, boundaries are really helpful and, you know, learning where your energetic boundaries are and learning you know where it is that you fit in into this multi dimensional you know collective puzzle, and then we have the box, which is just like break out of everything. so this i I do really like these two together because what it calls you to do is to strike a balance between the two, you know so. I wouldn't go so far to say as, like, take the box so, so far. And this is, again, this is where, like, you know what it is? Okay, it just came through. It's not that labels aren't helpful. That's not what I'm saying whatsoever. The box is shedding is all about removing labels that you did not come up with yourself. And the sword is about replacing them with the ones that you know are natural to you. That makes sense. So, the box is less, is more about releasing, you know, whatever labels, whatever, you know, containers that somebody else has created for you. I was going to say like society, but like that's just like a ghost at this point. I feel like people that blame society for stuff, I'm like, you're just kind of chasing a ghost there. Um, but that's something else. So, um, but that, that the box is like in a weird way, kind of, um, like society's rules are like every, everybody outside of you. All right. Let's just say that if there's anybody outside of you or even you, we'll get to that in a second. But if there's anybody outside of you that has ever created a box, ever created a rule, it's like any boxes, any rules, any labels that you did not come up with on your own have got to go, you know? And I think that's very important to do, especially if you want to, you know, come through in birth your own unique offering if you really want to come through and birth your own unique offering you can't be running around with a bunch of because anything that comes from you it came from you so the sword and these weave together really really well the sword is like cutting out all of the stuff that really isn't you and then using what is to define you and the sword is a card of becoming your own channel in that way you know, so again, I'll give you another tangible personal example. You know, I had to do a lot of releasing with, again, what I thought this space would be, what I thought my offering would be, what it is that I thought I would talk about. And that's that's all the sword. And then redefining it or like writing it down and then defining myself that way on my own terms, you know, with my own energies, with my own ideas that's the sword. It's building yourself and redefining yourself. And it's also knowing, and that's what I meant by, you know, becoming your own channel, becoming, you know, this clear space, this clear channel so that your your offering can be channeled through you. The sword is important because it's kind of like, okay, if you're, again, looking at the box, if you are a composition of every single label, every single idea that everybody else has told you that you are it might be that you know whenever you're looking at your offering how do you know how do you know that that offering really came through you and really came through who you really are and not just through you know the lenses of everybody else you know so like a really really simple example so if you like wanted to start like a farm stand and that's just how you wanted to serve you know it's a beautiful way to serve people it's a beautiful way to nourish people and you know that's exactly what it is that that's like what you want to do that's what you feel called to do in this very you know simple example and let's just say the box you know you've gone your entire life and everybody in your family um, has told you that selling apples is important specifically red delicious apples. You know, they're just like, whatever it is that you do, whenever you build this farm stand, whenever you like, whatever your offering is, you need to be selling, you know, red delicious apples, because that's what's really important. And everybody like around you is telling you that red delicious apples are important and there's no other fruit that you can sell. I know it sounds silly, but just like hang in with me for a second. So what the sword, that energy is calling to you to say, do I really, you know, we already know. Like you, you're like, you know what? You feel called to, you know, build the farm stand and to sell from the farm stand. The sword calls into question do, and you think at this point, you're like, okay, red delicious apples, that sounds great. Everybody loves them. You know, I'll make a lot of money. And everybody is telling me this is the best way to serve. That's what I'll do. The sword calls you to kind of reevaluate that and check that for a second. Do you really like red delicious apples? Do you really even want, like, do you really even want this farm stand, you know, because, like, or is it just because everybody else in your family, everybody else, like, around you is saying that this is a good idea, you know? Because what could happen, again, with the offering in the box is that in this fictitious, you know, scenario, you're thinking, you know, I really want to sell red delicious apples. I want to do it for my farm stand. And this is what I want to do. This is my offering. But the sword is kind of like, How do you know? Because you've never tried to step out of the box up until this point, you know? So it's a little bit silly, but it does get you thinking about, you know, it's like really calling into question what is really yours and making sure that that's really yours before you label it as your offering, you know? Because what you need to do is constantly be breaking out of the box in order to figure out what your offering really is. So instead of apples, like, or like, and so layer by layer, you can break out of this box. So Going back to this like crazy apple example, must really want apples or something. You know, you could be thinking, all right, do I really want to sell Red Delicious apples? Or maybe I want to sell Granny Smith or maybe I want to do Macintosh. Okay, that would be breaking out of one box, one layer. And then one day you might be like, hmm, do I really even want to sell apples at all? Like, what if I want to sell a different kind of fruit? Um, Let's sell pears, you know, breaking out of another box. Hmm how do I really want to sell pears? You know, that's just so that's just like what I'm like used to. You know, I could sell jackfruit instead, you know, break out of the other box, you know, heading into the exotic fruit. And then maybe you're like, why am I selling fruit? Like, do I really want to be doing this? Maybe I want to sell chairs, break out of another box. And then maybe you're like, uh, I don't know, I could sell houses, break out of another and then you maybe you're like, why am I selling anything? I don't want to sell anything. I want to do blah, blah, blah. OK, you get the point by now. You know, so this is all like a, this is like a check. And so is the dead end in a way. You know, the dead end coming through, is like it's pointing to it's time to do this whole reevaluation. You know, it's time to deconstruct, break out of those boxes. So, again, you can tell with the sword what is you and what isn't you make sure that, again, and that's what I was talking about with the channeling thing. If you, with the sword, if you don't know your own boundaries, like your personal, you know, energetic boundaries in terms of, you know, who it is that you really are and, you know, what it is that you really want to do, you can't be 100% sure that the offering is really yours because the offering could be coming from the box and it could be coming from all of the rules and everything that you're so used to and everything that you think that is actually a part of you and it's just not but again if you don't take the time to break out of the box how would you know so for myself in a very real example I went through a very similar process you know so to give you like a less like silly example when I first kind of started I'm going to give you a little bit later down the line okay because I broke out of a lot of boxes And that doesn't mean I don't have more boxes to go, by the way. And that's the beautiful part of the box. You know, the box, the box isn't a bad thing. You know, if if anything, the box and the sword together, the box gives you a unique opportunity. You know, looking at the boxes gives you a unique opportunity to break free from them. You know, there's no breaking free from the box if the box didn't exist in the first place. You know, so. The box and the sword together, that energy combined, it's a refinement tool, you know? It's calling you to refine your offering. So the dead end is like, all right, it's time. You gotta head in a different direction. The dead end in the box is saying you can't continue in this box anymore. You have to go into a new direction. You know, you have to break out of, you know, whatever it is that you thought was going on here. That needs to go. So, in terms of the box and like a real life example, I really, really thought, and this space has evolved so much. You know, the podcast continues to evolve, my writing continues to evolve, you know, and that's also a really good point with the sword in the box. This refinement is never over, you know, you're always, and then there's the threshold, which is up next. You're always refining, you're always breaking through new boxes, you know, you're always redefining yourself and like, redefining yourself and, you know, shaping who you are. So don't get frustrated, you know, because I used to get really, really frustrated and be like, okay, this is where I'm landing. This is where I'm staying. You know, so I break out of a box and be like, okay, I'm staying within this one now. And then, you know, the dead end rolls around again. And it's like, no, you know, it's like a cycle. You know, the dead end between the dead end, the box and the sword all to refine the offering. So the dead end calls you to break out of another box, to move into a new direction which calls you to, you know, take a look at the sword and, you know, cross off some boundaries, create some new ones, you know, redefine yourself in your own vision and your own image and your own language, you know, redefining yourself in terms of what is important to you. That's important. And then once you do that again, you'll hit another dead end. And then you'll keep again, you'll go back, you'll go back to the box, see what else you can release, see whatever else you can let go. And again, labels are not the evil part or like they're not like the bad part. Um there's nothing that's like evil, you know? Labels aren't bad. It's just again, the box is the labels that people other people create for you and the sword those are the boundaries that you choose. You consciously choose and you const- consciously create for yourself. And here's why those are important then I'll go back to my example. Those are important because without any labels and without any boundaries, you don't even know what your offering is, you know? So you can't be like, the sword helps you to refine your offering and to get specific and to get closer to your expression of love. So that way you're not just like kind of floating around in this soup and you don't know specifically what it is that you're here to offer. No, you need to like refine that. That's very important. Having like a clear vision and like a clarity. Yeah, that's the word that's jumping out here. Clarity. Clarity is the sword. So there are labels and like, you know, being precise with what it is that you want to offer. That's what this cycle allows you to do. This cycle of coming to a dead end, breaking out of a box. It allows you to make another chop with the sword or like cross something out or like or write or like the sword. The sword. What's interesting about the sword? It's not just like in the very literal sense, like I'm chopping things away. um, Like a pen. Or like writing or like speaking, you know, anything that you can use to also like the sword, it, it is a cutting out tool, but it's also a creation tool, you know, so it's far beyond just like chopping stuff out and like chopping away the boxes. It's like adding stuff in, you know, and that is what allows you to channel your offering and like recognize again, you can recognize not only that it's coming through you because you know, every single cycle, like we'll, we're going to call this the cycle of refinement. I really, really like that. The dead end, the box and the sword are all key parts. And so are the nuts too. I'm going to invite those in. Um, they are all key parts in the cycle of refinement. So example time. So I, again, later down the line, when the archetypes deck came into play, I thought that's what this was going to be centered around. So, like I said earlier, this is always evolving, everything's always changing, and that's just how it's meant to be, you know, the cycle of refinement. So I came to a dead end with the cards. And oh, you know what? This is actually really important too. This um this comes into play really, really well. So if you if you're offering whenever you're considering your offering, and I did, I did like a this was before I knew anything about auras or that I knew anything about auras, rather. Four Spirit Babies before any of this. This was just when I had the cards and I was just forming the imaginal space. The imaginal space didn't even have a name. So like none of this existed. So when I was, you know, wondering, hmm, I wonder what this offering is. I looked at like, what is it? Why am I doing it? How, et cetera. And I think it's important here when I'm talking about this first example of the refinement cycle that under, like, I didn't understand if this makes any sense that the archetypes were not the end goal, you know? So for instance, and this is why this is important. So these, the deck is fairly new came out like about a year ago. By the time this comes out, it might be like the year um, came out on October 15th of 2019. So I don't know that date just like sticks in my head, but um, probably because I use them every day and I think about them all the time. Um, but at first I thought the archetypes were the end goal. And if I stopped there, I would do be doing myself a major disservice because thousands of people have this deck, you know, so that like, so for me personally, and by the way, there are people that are meant to like, I don't know if they have like tarot, like teach tarot or just teach like the, like the philosophy of the deck. But here's the thing with that they would be going through these refinement cycles to refine their own understanding of, you know, whatever it is that they're using. And that would be their refinement cycle, you know, and they're using it, you know, for something. So they're using the deck to teach something and to teach a different way of like terror or astrology. Like, um, I didn't really click with astrology until I, uh, his name is Jeff Hinshaw. Uh, he was like my favorite at the time. My favorite, favorite, favorite astrologer, Um, just because he has this whole thing about soul centered astrology. And I was like, this is the first place I've really seen people treat astrology like archetypes. And that was before the deck. And before I knew that, I really, really loved archetypes. Um, But he teaches astrology, has so many fun, different applications. But his refinement cycle would include, you know, how can I teach astrology in a different way to promote, you know, this different expression of love? You know what I mean? So, it's not just, again, pulling cards for the sake of pulling cards. So, in my case, you know, with this deck, I quickly came to realize when I came at a dead end, okay, this deck is a tool, but for what? And that's where the first kind of, you know, real refinement came in, you know? So, what came first, perfect, actually, very concrete example. When I came to a dead end, I was like, all right, so what do I really want to do with it? Because they're like, there are millions of applications. There are so many things you can use like decks, especially card decks. There's a lot of freedom. You know, you can go, you know, like into like the philosophy route and say, I just want to teach my way. And that's like kind of where you'll begin. You'll begin to really learn how to channel the deck's wisdom, to learn more about the deck and to develop a relationship with it. And while for me, that's like a very important part, that's not the end goal. So that's why it's just a little bit different. But here, yeah, I was like, hmm, what do I want to do with this? And that's where I had to break out of the box and be like, OK, you know, let me let go of certain things so I can allow this to come through. And that just so happened to be my conception of auras. You know, you can read all about that on my website, but it this is like a really, really easy, tangible example um, that I can think of, you know, where like. I was actively refining everything. And by the way, with the dead end, I said it's kind of the card of like a million different portals. You can refine different aspects of your practice at the same time. You know, so it's not like you just have to focus on one specific thing. It's just, you know, refining it and like making sure that it's yours. So I quickly figured out, you know, after breaking through some boxes about, you know, what I thought auras were. And like, can I can see them, but like, can you only see them? You know, what more is here? And then I use the sword to say, this is like a little bit more about, now I know a little bit more about how I understand auras and where I want to go with this. That's cool. I hit another dead end with that, you know, because I was like, all right, there are so many people that read auras out there and I have my own different way, you know, by way of the sword. You know, I found my own different way. Like, that's really, really cool. It's a little bit different than other people's. But I don't necessarily just and I went through this whole thing where I was like, I don't want this to just be like a like another offering where it's just like, let me tell you about your personality or like what? Let me tell you what archetype you are and like what? Tell me what like color you are, you know, and that's what's interesting about the offering. There is a place for that. There's a place for all of that. But I feel the dead end really comes through to say that, you know what? That's already been done. You know, sorry, honey. Like it's already out there. You know so what is it that you have to offer that's a little bit different. So came back to the dead end and I was like, "Hmm, all right, so we got to break out of the box, you know, here there again." And that's when like spirit babies came through. You know, I was like, this is something I've always been interested in. This is something that's always been like at the back of my mind, and I had to break out of the boxes, you know, in the same way with auras. With auras it was like, you know, can they be heard? Can they be known? Can they be represented in a different energetic language? You know, that is like a visual language. Oh, that's interesting. I'll like think about that later. Um, the way that I like interpret them, that's really, really different. Like, I don't like, I was like, mine looks so different from other people. I had to break out of all of those boxes, let go of them. And again, with the sword. Realize what was really important to me, what was natural to me, and then build it back up in that way. You know, again, using those boundaries to define and refine my practice, defining and refining. So the second time around with Spirit Babies, you know, I read one book. Um, It's great. Uh, It's by Walter. Um, Walter's the author. It's like, it's fantastic. I love that book so much. That was a longer refinement period because I was like, all right, um, the book on spirit babies that like, or, oh, you know what? There's like two cycles here. Um, but yeah, I was like, um I don't, I'm not like the expert. I don't know what to do. Like I communicate with mine, but like, I, I really don't know what that means. And then redefining, you know, and then the sword comes through, you know, so I had to break through those boxes and kind of, it's also kind of like the permission card, you know, giving yourself the permission to do whatever it is that you want within your offering so that it can be individual and it can be unique and it can be creative, you know. the sword is a very, very creative energy in that respect, you know. So I was like, all right, let's add spirit babies to the practice. And I thought I was going to do it in a certain way. Hmm, guess what? Hit a dead end, you know, because we're back in the cycle of refinement. And I found that, you know, spirit babies have already been done in this way. And how does that connect with auras? Like, what can I do here? And I realized, oh, it's about developing a relationship with them. And like figuring out how people can do that, you know, years and years and years, you know, before conception, because that's where I am. And, you know, what? you can only talk about what you know. And so letting go of all of the boxes of you can only communicate with spirit babies at X, Y, Z time, or you have to do it in this way. That's what this cycle of refinement looks like. It's like arriving at the dead end, realizing you're at the dead end. And that probably means, you know, this has already been done before what can you do? And how can you let go of whatever it is that you think this needs to be to create something new, the sword? And then every time you think you've created something new, you have an opportunity to go through that refinement cycle again. And that's how beautiful, unique, creative, multidimensional practices are formed. Because let me tell you, like I said, it's a cycle. So I could have stopped you know, at the dead end every single time and been like, you know what? I don't want to find another way. I don't want to go through another portal. I don't want to do anything else that's like not normal. I don't want to break through the box. I want to stay in this box. I don't want to take the time to like define and refine my channel. Oh, and by the way, what I mean by that is, again, it's, it's not only, you know, the sword in the box, that combination specifically speaks to you know, making sure that, you know, in order to become a clear channel, you need to know what is actually you and what is not you. That's what those energies are. The sword on its own, though, and this, all right, so we have two cards. All right, I'm going to go to the sword and agape for a second. So agape is a very, very beautiful, very powerful card. It's an initiation card. So those are like the... Those are like the big players, like the big energy cards in this deck. So the sword and agape speaks to, you know, we all come from unconditional love. We are all expressions of love. You know, we all have love to give. And that's, you know, the offering needs to come from love. So that's the offering and agape together. You know, all of that's very, very important. Um... There is an art in the balance of, again, releasing labels. So you can, it's like a, it's also like a cycle. So actually, yeah, let's, let's do like, um, that might be another refinement cycle here. Yeah, I like that. That's fun. Okay. So there's another refinement cycle that's like jumping out at me in these cards. And that has to do with the sword, agape, and the box. Maybe we'll add in the threshold. We'll see. Because um, the threshold is the last card that we're going to talk about today. So the box, let's start at the box this time. You know, before we started at the dead end, now we're going to start at the box. So what the, and this is like, this explains really, really well how to balance labels. So we have the box. And again, we've talked about it before. You know, the the light expression of the box is, you know, letting go of labels that anybody else has created, you know, so ones that you have not created for yourself, you know, the ones that are just placed on you and you didn't really sign up for those. So you're like, where did you come from? That's the box. So the more you break out of those boxes and release those labels that other people have created for you, the closer you understand yourself as agape, as unconditional love. However, you can't just stop there. So you may or may not have met people that are just like, I am unconditional love and love is all that there is. That's good. You know, that's a a good thing. You know, understanding, you know, that we are all at the root love. That is a very important thing because that dissolves separation. You know what I mean? So that's why it's important to understand that we all come from the same source. If you're, you know, if this is like your jam, understanding that we all come from the same source, that is important, you know? Because, again, it allows us to understand that we are, you know, one universal family. However, the other side of this is the sword. So if you're kind of just floating around here and you're like, I am love, we are love, yada, 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 you don't get much done. And that's kind of where the sword comes in. Again, the sword is clarity. You know, it's purposeful, you know, um, whatever, swift. Uh, uh, it's, perf- it's purposeful swings of the sword, you know. You know, it's being clear and intentional, you know, with everything that you do. So if you're just like in this soup of like, I've let go of all my labels and we are all love and we are all one. Yeah, that's good to a certain extent. But it doesn't allow you to really engage with your offering or the rest of the world. So you release like those labels with the box, come closer to the universal family of love. And then in this cycle of refinement, you go back to the sword. And again, it, the sword and agape is knowing who you are as a channel of love, which is re- why I really, really like that, because that points to the offering and what it is that you have to offer. So the box, again, the box is more about your identity with respect to what everybody else has to say about you. The sword is uncovering all of those boxes, knowing that you are love underneath The sword and agape is knowing that you are an expression of love. So not getting it, don't like, like not forgetting, like not getting it twisted, remembering that you are an expression of love and with the coupled with the offering that you have something to do. But this cycle, the second cycle of refinement here, the box agape and the sword is very, very important to know who you are, beyond like all of those third dimensional norms and know who you are as an expression of love. And so what the sword again, what it allows you to do is to define, define yourself in your own language of love. You know, what am I, you know, like, and doing that on your own time and understanding that in your own heart and not letting anybody tell you any different because, and then every, again, it's a cycle. So box, you let something go, come closer to love And then you refine yourself as an expression of love so you can give your offering, whatever that may be. And so it can be, you know, specific and unique to you. And again, you're never like, again, this cycle of refinement, it's an opportunity. This one specifically is an opportunity to become closer and closer to love every single time. The box is not a bad thing because without a box to break out of, like without the box, the cycle doesn't exist. You know, there is no opportunity to become closer to love and to become closer to who you are as love, to refine yourself as a channel and to understand your offering if the box didn't even exist. okay, you need it, you know, so there's no like everybody out there who's like, I've transcended all my labels. It's like, okay, well, to get here, you needed the labels to transcend in the first place. All right. So it's very, very important to honor every single part in this refinement process. All right, so let's include the threshold here because I feel like that one's a little lonely. All right, we need to incorporate the threshold. So in another aura reading I did on this podcast, the threshold and agape came together in a very, very powerful combination. And the threshold, it's also a big, so I would say the box, the sword, and the threshold are big identity cards. And so is agape, but agape in a different sense in just knowing that you are love Oh and uh, oh, we'll talk about that dimension of it here. Um, but yeah, Agape in that sense too. Um, but the threshold is—it's the—it's the liminal space. It re- it represents the liminal space of you transitioning between different identities. You know, which is like a big because we have a lot of cycles here. And when you're you're either you know at a different at one stage in the cycle, or you're like in between. So the threshold, you know, honors that. And it honors the process of like, all right, at one point you thought this was you. So the threshold goes really, really well with the box in this scenario. You thought something was you, you know, even like looking at the box and the sword, you know, you were like, I broke out of this box. I redefined myself in this own way with the sword. I have more clarity. That's great. The threshold points to, you know, you're always kind of going to kind of be in this transitory space you know, if you choose to go through these cycles of refinement, you know, so you're always going to be transitioning between the you that you thought you were, the you that you thought was so well formed. And that like, it's like, don't get attached, you know, don't get attached to like whatever version of you, you thought you were, because there's another one on the horizon. And this is where the threshold and agape comes in because agape is not only, you know, that underneath everything we are loved. That's not all that agape is agape isn't it is a deep initiation because it's a question you know it's the question of what's at the center of my practice which goes really really well with the offering because whatever it is that you're offering it needs to come from that place of the love the god the creation the source the spirit within you that's where it needs to come from you know so even in that silly example with the apples and the carts where I'm like, I don't even know where that came from. If that comes from love and you're just like, I want to nourish people and that's how I want to be devoted. Great. You know, it doesn't have to look in any sort of way. You know, mine is more like the like the different like mystical, like esoteric side, whatever. But it doesn't have to be that way. You know, it just has to be, you know, how like however it is that you connect to love. That's what matters more. And agape, again, it's a question of, you know, what is it that my life is centered around? What is at the center of my life's practice? What is at the center of my he- like healing practice? What is at the center of my spiritual practice? So anytime this card comes up, because I think it's very, very important. I know it's very, very important. I always ask people to, you know, just take a moment and ask yourself that question. What is currently at the center of my life? healing, spiritual practice? What's at the center of my life, basically? Keep. All right. So take a moment and like just and if you need to pause, pause, because I'm only going to give you like two seconds and that might take like a little bit more time. All right. You have that in mind. Great. So now imagine replacing that with God, replacing that with spirit, replacing that With source, or replacing that with your highest self, whatever it is you want to call it, or replacing that with unconditional love, whatever was previously at the end. If, like, and if God was already at the center of your life, kudos to you. All right. But that's what this is because, in order to, so the threshold and agape is a special combination in that it calls you to, you know, anytime that you're like, okay, God is at the center of my practice. So even if it was, you know, when you answered that question, it calls you to ask, how can I go beyond that threshold and love deeper? You know, this card, Agape, is all about stretching your capacity to love and to serve. So that's why it goes really, really well with the offering because the offering is all about how can I offer myself? How can I serve the collective? And, you know, what is my unique offering, you know? So those cards are very, very important In that they also represent that's like the point of this entire refinement process is how can I love deeper, you know? So when let's look at the first refinement process of the dead end, the box and the sword and refining, you know, your offering, your specific offering. The point of all of that is like, how can I love and serve deeper within the collective? That's why you're looking at that offering. And by the way, so is, you know, the other cycle which is the box, agape, and the sword. How can I love deeper? Like, okay, that, Oh, I love that so much. So the first refinement cycle, the dead end, the box, the sword, that's like the devotion aspect of agape. That's saying, how can I love deeper? How can I serve deeper? How can I, you know, bring my offering in a deeper way? And how can I, like, be, how can I give the most love possible? So that's how can I give the most love possible and then the box agape and the sword is how can I be the closest to love possible, you know, in my own unique way, you know? So again, the box is shedding those labels, shedding those layers, becoming, coming closer to agape. And then with the sword, redefining yourself within your own vision and that clarity and in your own way. And, you know, marching to the beat of your own drum and building your own drum, if that's what it takes, you know? So I'm not sure what your intention was, you know, at the beginning of this. My personal intention was to learn more about one of my offerings. And of course, I mean, like, and I mean, the offering came through. So, you know, that like that matches up really, really well. Um, But these are all important things that we all need to be paying attention to. And to just honoring these cycles is really, really important because like I said, And that's where the threshold really comes in, you know, is honoring that you're in a transitory space. You're in a liminal space more than you think you are, you know, so giving yourself the grace like every single time if you choose, you know, to engage in these cycles of refinement every time you hit a dead end, the dead end again, it's not there. There's no bad cards, you know, there's no wrong cards, there's no. The only difficult cards are the ones that you resist and you don't see the opportunity for love. You know, that's like an important part is that all of these cards that I'm looking at here. I mean, this is true in any sense, but anytime agape comes in that it adds like an extra layer, all of these are opportunities for love. The dead end as frustrating and trust me, it's frustrating sometimes, you know, it might be to hit a dead end. You know, I hit a dead end like a couple of weeks ago and then like I came out of it and I was like, ooh, you know, then I was like, great. You know, and but I was like, if it wasn't for this dead end, none of the stuff that I have now would even be possible. You know, so every time I hit a dead end, I'm like, all righty, then, you know, where are we going to go from here? You know, it's really, really cool. They're all opportunities for love. So the offering is an opportunity. It's a very ease, easeful, graceful opportunity for you to show your love, you know, and so is the process of finding your unique offering. The dead end, that's also uh, an opportunity for love. And again, going beyond, you know, what it is that you know and what's already been done. You know, and I think that's important to note because I have like this big thing about bringing like the diversity and the individualization back to healing practices, you know, which is why this cycle of refinement is coming through. Because again, going to like the sword, you know, with respect to the sword, this is like the sword and the dead ends energy here there for every single person they have a unique offering they have a unique healing practice within them okay every single person has a unique offering that just lies inside of them kind of like a gem the gem is actually an archetype card it's not in this spread though in order to really access that and uncover it you have to go through these cycles of refinement not necessarily in the specific way that I'm like telling you now, like these are just, this is just like one way of interpreting it. It's just one example. But if you reach the dead end and every single time you stop, like it, it would be like, okay, if you, um, if I, in my personal example, if I were looking at auras and I wanted to incorporate that in my offering and I was just like, all right, there's only one way to do it and there's only seven colors and like I just have to learn about those seven colors and then I'll be good. That would be just a repeat of something somebody else has already done. And that's what I mean back that's what I mean by bringing back like the diversity and individualization, you know, into people's practices because what if I did just stop there? That'd be so boring, okay? And not only that, I mean there is space for everyone, but it's like it's already been done. You know, there are plenty of people that see them in like translate them into like the seven core colors of the rainbow or whatever and those are beautiful practices because they belong to them you know but it doesn't belong to me so this refinement process is not only finding you know what belongs to you specifically but just like just not literally just not copying anybody else you know we learn and that's a part of this refinement process also you know we do learn from other people you know It's not about not learning, you know, from other people because everybody is an expression, you know, of unconditional love. So you're always learning from the love within them. But at some point, you got to break off. And that's what the dead end is. It's like branching out and finding your own unique thing so you're not copying anybody else and just doing what they do because what would be the point? We already have them doing what they do. We need you to do what you do best, you know? So that's the way in which the dead end is an opportunity for love in and and just finding yours. You know, the box is an opportunity for love as well. Figuring out who you are underneath all of this craziness that everybody else set up for you, you know, possibly. The sword, an opportunity for loving, getting clear in your multidimensional expression of love. You know, the threshold, loving deeper than what you thought was possible. They are all opportunities for love every last one of them. And then agape is love in itself, you know, so that's pretty, that's pretty self-explanatory. So no matter, you know, who you are or like whatever it is that you're doing, this is applicable to you. And it's not, I feel like I like used it in terms of like, um, kind of like career based offerings like you know, with the example with like the apple cart or like whatever. Um, This is not just about that. This is in the offering. All these cards have infinite expressions, you know, so they don't belong to just one thing. The offering is not necessarily like a business venture (laughs) or anything like that. It's however you want to give your love. So this is the offering and agape again. So if this is just like like you're a parent, you know, figuring out your own like that this would be great, you know, like if you like are a parent or like if you're anybody that knows a person. OK, so if you're listening to this, you know, one one other person other than you. Um, Yeah. If you have like a brother or a sister or like any other siblings or like a cousin or like whatever, um, this helps, too, you know, because you're offering your love to them. So, you know, this it looks it the story of it does look a little bit different but the energy behind it that's that's like the point of the archetypes is that you know i can give like examples of stories but these archetypes energetically again they have infinite expressions so they belong to every single situation so um for instance like with like my mom or something you know the dead end the box the sword or actually the sword both of them they both apply you know, with like any like if you have parents, if you're here, you probably have parents, like this this applies, you know? So if you feel like you've hit a dead end in like any like relationship, you know, like learning to like let go, like and this it again, it looks a little bit different. Um, but it's it's literally the same. If you ever hit like the energy of the dead end and you're like, I want to learn how to love them deeper. The cycle of refinement is for you. And, you know, I've come to that with both of my parents. You know, I said my mom first, it's the same with my dad. You know, I've come to that point, you know, I've hit that dead end. And what it required me to do was both of these cycles, you know, go look at the boxes I'm like in currently, release them, learn about myself as like an expression of love and like what I really am. So that first cycle of refinement allowed me to love them deeper and then the second one also just like made me feel close like it like this is for anything but like if you started at the box with the second one again releasing you know whatever it is that you're like that's not me to come closer to love and then you know you understand that like that's applicable to everybody you know so we all come from unconditional love you know that brings you closer to people and then learning again going back to the sword, about your multi-dimensional expression of love, this helps everything. you know, it's not just like business stuff or like creative projects, like it's relationships. it's whatever you want it to be. You know, just think about it this way. For the first cycle of refinement, that's useful in any area where you want to give your love. And then the second one is in any area where you want to receive yourself in the world as love. So we have a very, we have like a very divine masculine and very divine feminine cycle here. Two different cycles. You need both of them and they are both applicable anywhere. So again, if you want to, you know, send more love in your relationships and then if you want to receive more love in your relationships, the cycles of refinement are for you because that's all that it's about. You know, it's again, the threshold and agape how you can love deeper beyond, you know, what it is that you thought was possible. That's what the threshold is. It's constantly, you know, being in that liminal space, getting comfortable there and going beyond what you thought was possible. That is the energy of the threshold, you know, really just detaching from wherever you have been, you know, within these two cycles, detaching from, you know, whatever you think is you letting that go so you can move into the next, you know, layer. And the cycle is it's like an infinite spiral, you know, and that's because unconditional love, endless love. huh? Guess what? It has no end. You know, so you, within these cycles of refinement, you're not done or you're only done if you choose to be. If you're like, this is all I want to give and this is all I want to receive. Then you're good. You don't have to do anything. Beyond that, you don't do anything, you know, you don't want to do with respect to that. But why stop there? You know, and what I'm receiving now for that is, you know, the deep they I love. You have to look at both sides, like both. I'm like looking at it, you know, in the aura. And it like I can like see the cycles and like what they look like. And that's like very interesting. Just imagine they're side by side. But there's also like they're side by side and they like create a larger cycle. I'll find a way to like include like an image somewhere of like what that looks like. Um but they are side by side and they are connected to one another. You know, so that message there is just that you know, the deeper you go in like giving feeds into the deeper you go into receiving. You know, so imagine like All right, so imagine it kind of looks like a triangle and then <laughs> I'm like, do I really want to do this and like you know, maybe possibly confuse people. Um, we'll see. Um, so, imagine it's kind of like a triangle. All right. So you have the the dead end, the box, and agape creates like the base of the triangle, and then the sword is like the peak or like you know one of the main points. It's not. It's like a four pointed, like a okay. All all that you I was like, it's like a four pointed triangle, and then I was like, um, geometry that doesn't exist. That would be like a square. I'll include an image somewhere of like what this part of the aura looks like. But all you need to know is that those they are connected, you know. And they don't they all they're all like a part of the same shape. So that's all I'll say about that. So I don't like confuse anybody. Um, But yeah, all of that is to say that, you know, when you learn to love deeper, you learn to receive love deeper and vice versa. And there is none without the other. And I think that's really, really important to note that, like, you need them both, you know? So if you ever want to stop at any point, like, these, these two cycles of refinement really create one, you know? There's one big cycle of refinement, and then there's two sides to it. You know, there's the divine masculine side and the divine feminine side. And you need both. You can't just ignore the other one. So that was my whole point with, like, the whole... Weird, Like, let me try and describe this, like, four-pointed triangle, which, again, in real math doesn't exist. Believe it or not, I did really well in geometry, you know, when I was, like, 14 or whatever. Um, All right, I think that's a good stopping point. But seriously, you know, really consider that with respect to, you know, any time you have an offering again, whether, whether it's like creative, whether it's business, whether it's just in your relationships and in your daily life, they're all important. They're all equal. You know what? Actually better yet. Think of everything as an offering. All right. I'm just going to toss that in there, you know, kind of close to like the end here. Um, But think of it that way. Think of everything, you know, with the offering and agape, everything is an opportunity to love more. Everything is an opportunity to, you know, recognize yourself as love and to give it. So everything is an offering, you know, think about it that way. So now every single creative project, like every like part, every business venture you're a part of, every relationship that you have, that is now your offering. Now you can take into consider into consideration the cycle of refinement. How can I refine my offering? All right. I've been saying offering with one thing in mind, But really, it's offerings, you know, plural, you know, so you can always be thinking about how can I refine one of my offerings here? How can I refine, you know, my other offering here? All of those offerings, again, within them is the threshold energy in agape, you know, the threshold and unconditional love within everything that you do. The offering in agape is those are really special cards just in the same in the vein of like devotion, offering, <laughs> offering. I feel like I've said that word a thousand times. It's just they they're connected in like this devotion aspect. And again, it's about taking yourself. Oh, that's what this is, you know. So viewing your life and everything through the lens of the offering, and then you know allowing this like cycle of refinement to come through, and always be thinking about this cycle of refinement. What this does is it just takes yourself out of the center again. What's at the center of your life's practice? You're no longer at the center. And that's what this does. You know, so when you take the opportunity to look at every single relationship, every single thing that you do, you're like, this is my offering. Now I can look at this cycle of refinement. I can look at both sides and see, you know, how can I love deeper? How can I, you know, do this in my own way? You know, again, I give a lot of examples about like kind of creative projects. It goes so far beyond that, you know, is what's coming into my conscious awareness in this moment. It goes so far beyond that. So you can go through these cycles of refinement with anything that you view as an offering. The only difference between the two is the first one where I was talking about the dead end, the box and the sword. That one is more about looking about how you can like give love in a different way. And, the, only, the, and the, the other one is just like, how can you receive it in a different way? You know, that's the only difference between the two. I'm keeping it vague so that you can apply it to all of the different offerings in your life. I gave examples before, so now you can run free and do whatever it is and interpret it however you need to so that it makes the most sense to you. But that's basically the crux of all of this is seeing life through the lens of the offering putting the offering at the center of your practice, just the energy of the offering, you know? Making the energy of the offering the center of your practice allows you to see this life as, like, a bunch of, like, how how can I make this? How can I transform this into an offering? How can I transform this into an opportunity to love deeper, a.k.a. the threshold and agape? So you... I'm not going to run through every single possible example in existence, but I'm sure you can figure that part out. All right, perfect. So now we're going to kind of, we're going to go out the same way that we came in and I'm just going to pause. I'm going to take a couple of deep breaths. So you can like reflect on, you know, what your intention would be for after this. Um, Again, pause, just pause the podcast. If you want more time, I just like I take a couple of seconds because that would be a lot of dead air. So all right. So in this time, I always like to just say thank you. You know, thank you to all of the guides, spirits, ancestors, you know, everyone that like came together in this space to support us and show us new ways how to give and receive love. That's really important. So again, just reflecting, taking the time to say thank you. Always say thank you. and one more all right that's it for today i always love closing with those deep breaths thank you so much for listening i always enjoy doing these readings and sharing this space you know whenever you listen to it the beauty of the archetypes is that they transcend time you know so space and time so whenever you listen to this um the message is meant for you you know the wisdom is absolutely timeless so this can be applied anywhere anytime Um, with that i would just want to ask you to rate review subscribe that's really really helpful in the world of podcasting otherwise i will talk to you soon